This episode of Alternative Affairs is brought to you by Triple Crest Productions. These guys offer a full range of audio production services to assist you and your company's needs. If you're a podcaster, a musician, or have any audio service needs, you're going to want to get in touch with these guys. They make it possible for listeners like you to enjoy Alternative Affairs on your favorite podcast streaming service. They offer custom songwriting, audio recording, album production, publishing, and even offer web hosting and podcast publishing services. Visit them online at www.triplecrestproductions.com or give them a call at 740-31-CREST. That's 740-31-CREST. Sometimes you hear a band that you swear you've heard before. It's almost like you've known them your entire life. The sound just resonates with you as it did with generations before you. The sounds of Zeppelin, Talking Heads, or maybe the Sex Pistols, the Ramones, or even the Buzzcocks. We hear iconic inspirations live through the music from today. They make you think of your youth and the legends of old. Whenever you get the chance to grace your ears with a brand new sound that brings back the old sound, you just hear that legacy of those that paved the way. There is a new sound that dredges up the soul of music and pushes it out through the strings, chords, beats, and keys. We have witnessed some of the most amazing new wave of alternative rock bands that will bring you back. Iron Tom has been reviewed to have artsy, post-punk, and prog influences with psychedelic flourishes and funk rock grooves. The inspiration of the West Coast music scene combined with the genes of a living legend. We see it all with Harry, Zach, and the entire band. They have the charisma, the talent, and the flair to revive the free-spirited musicians that we have all idolized. Let's take ourselves back with more to explore and be bold to revisit the heyday of rock music. The conjuring of rock and roll spirits, which partners with the rebirth of the energy on stage and through the speakers. I'm your host, Jason, and you're listening to Alternative Affairs. Alternative Affairs is the best in alternative music talk, news, and interviews. With your favorite bands, by fans, for fans, from the Alternative Affairs Studios in Tampa, Florida, here's your host, a man with a face for podcasting, Jason Curtis. That's right, you're listening to Alternative Affairs. We've got another kick-ass show lined up for you all today. Joining me on the line is a very talented musician. I had the fortunate opportunity of catching their show along with Missio and AWOL Nation at the House of Blues in Orlando, Florida. Hailing all the way from L.A., lead singer of Iron Tom, I'd like to welcome everybody, Mr. Harry Hayes. Hello, everyone. Thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Again, another premiere full feature episode here on Alternative Affairs. Excited that you can join us. And without further ado, here's episode four, Iron Tom, bringing it back. I'm a maniac. start off by having our listeners get to know a little bit more about you. Give okay. us a brief, uh, a brief background of yourself and how Iron Tom got started. Um, well, <clears throat> Iron Tom probably really came together about five years ago, um, <clears throat> but it had, it had kind of been germinating for a while between me and um, our guitar player, Zach, Zach Irons. Um, we we, we kind of grew up together and <clears throat> started writing songs from a pretty young age and then um you know uh basically we we met when right before i was supposed to go to college and he was still in high school he was just going into high school and um we kind of kept in touch while i was in college for a little bit and i would come and visit and we'd work on music okay. together and then and then eventually um you know, I just got fed up and I was like, I gotta, 
you know, I got to quit the school and, and rock. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> so there were a couple of years where we were kind of, you know, um, being creative, you know, uh, through a long distance, through long distance means, but, um, and so for, for our listeners that may not actually know Zach Irons, he, he kind of comes from a lineage of uh, rockers. So his father, uh, Jack Irons, is the drummer of um, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and he's also played with Pearl Jam, right? Yes. Jack Irons, yes. yeah. So a little lineage of, of rock and roll uh, legacies right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so that's awesome. Now, so that happened right around 2012. You guys got together. You guys decided, you know what, we need to start rocking. So that 2012, uh, you guys got together. You guys re- released a couple of EPs. Uh, the, the EPs are the Loose and the Nitro uh, in that respective order, and they came out 2012 and 2013, respectively. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, those were just kind of our early um, our early songs, our first songs that we had really written together. And um, it was, at the time, we were just hustling around L.A., learning to play together and learning to play for audiences and kind of just learning about ourselves. And um, uh, when we made those and put them out, it, it, it became clear that, you know, like we were we were forming a thing here, forming our own well, you, kind of a uh, vibe. And um, you, you were definitely forming a vibe. I mean, that the, the early sound is really good. And then it obviously evolved into an even bigger and better vibe, which is awesome. And then you guys created that compilation of the two EPs in about 2000, circa 2015. Yeah, yeah. That was, um, see, around 2013, uh, 2012, 2013, like I said, we were, we were hustling around LA, just playing basically any gig we could get. And then in 2015, we um, got our first chance to tour, and uh, we basically became a touring band that year. And, and we didn't really have something that uh, a like collected thing of our recordings up until that point. So we just we picked our favorites from the EPs and put them on that compilation, and just uh, served it to everybody that way. So, yeah, 2015 was a pretty big year for you guys, right? And so yeah, you guys came up with the compilation. You guys combined the EPs. Uh, and then you guys had met up with uh, Mr. Aaron Bruno. And for those of you that don't know, Aaron Bruno, he's the, the lead singer of uh, and frontman of AWOL Nation. So you guys kind of met 2015. And from there, it seems like a lot of things started happening for you guys. Yeah, man. He, um, you know, he's very much like the godfather of our band in a lot of ways he um him and i met initially through a mutual friend and um he uh we just kind of hit it off i mean i think he had heard a little bit about us and we obviously were aware of him and um it was really cool like i uh i invited him to come watch us rehearse one day and he uh he came out and sat in this cool lounge chair in front of us and we just like rocked you know for half an hour okay and he uh you know he really dug it and from there we we just um we stayed in touch we went and saw AWOL a couple times and uh he came to a show as well he came to saw us live and and then eventually he just invited us on the road he invited us on the run tour which was right when his second album run came out and we were nice you know we couldn't uh couldn't really believe it at the time because we uh you know we had we'd been really doing well in la at that time but we were just trying to find a way to um to get out on the road to get out and see what the rest of the country like other people would think of us and um, aaron definitely he came in and and put his hand out and you know took our hands and led us that way. (laughs) 
Well, I'll tell you what, man. It's been pretty amazing. I mean, obviously, um, you know, unfortunately, I didn't get to know who you guys were until I did see you at that show. And when I when I heard you, it was instant magic, and I could see the energy. And we're going to talk about some of that energy on stage with uh, yeah. uh, with you. And uh, so. 2015 kind of happened and then it grew, right? 16, 17, a couple really big years. Um, 2016, 15, 16, uh, a couple of your guys actually started playing with AWOL. So Zach and Daniel started playing with AWOL Nation. They started touring. You guys went back into the studio and you guys created and produced Partners, your first full feature album uh, with Aaron Bruno. Yeah. So it, talk about that experience and, and, and how that kind of uh, happened. It was cool, man. I mean, you know, it. we were just really getting along out on the road. And um, when we were on tour with AWOL initially, and yeah, it turned out their guitarists had to leave the band or something. And it just made sense. Kind of Zach was right there and, and he was ready to jump in and try playing, you know. And so since then, I... Uh, we did record partners and that was a really cool experience. It was, it was really, um, in, in like, we really got deep with writing our songs with Aaron in a way we had never done before. Um, we had, uh, we had just, you know, he, he, he's a really great songwriter and a great producer. And he, he just, uh, was very thorough with like how, you know, trying to get, the best things out of us to make all that stuff. Oh, that's rocking. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I love, I I love hearing those stories from artists and, uh, you know, uh, we also had a chat with uh, the guys from Missio and they had a really cool story about their, they worked with Dwight Baker, um, pretty legendary producer himself Mm -hmm. and and musician. And, and talking about that experience, I think is pretty awesome. And I love hearing about that. And, and Aaron, you know, obviously I've known, uh, AWOL Nation since their hit sale came out and, and obviously they kind of hit mainstream pretty big and pretty hard. So hearing that and hearing that relationship that you have, I, I think it's just really cool. And I think it's really cool for our listeners to hear about that too. It's great, man. It's like I said, it's become a little bit of a family. Well, I've said this before, it's become a little bit of a family because now I'm, yeah. uh, since this, this uh, record cycle has started for AWOL, Dan's been playing, <clears throat> with them too and so you know we're just uh we're just touring and they're they're doing double duty at the moment it's great it's like uh you know we're all just hanging out every day having a laugh Spend the time all day thinking of different ways to make it up to you for being around every day things that I really want to talk about is your style of music. And Matt Collar of allmusic.com uh, did a piece on you guys, and he gave you guys a really good description. Uh, so I quote Matt Collar here, California's Iron Tom are an exuberant indie rock outfit with a sound that combines artsy post-punk and prog influences with psychedelic flourishes and funk rock grooves. That's a pretty badass description, I, I have to say. Yeah, that covers a number of kind of areas. <laughs> you know, that's cool. I think that I think that paints a, a, a rainbow of what Iron Tom is, really, right? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I that's a that's a cool description. Normally, I you know, I, I don't know what to say. I I just say like distortion. That's what I call our music, <laughs> or like yeah, uh, you know, that. that- how would you describe your sound if you were to, so you, you were just saying you would, you kind of say it's um, distorted. I just say distortion period. Okay. <laughs> period. No, okay. um, Zach, Zach's kind of better at uh, putting it in one line. Um, but <clears throat> what he said is a pretty cool, pretty cool look at it. I mean, one of my favorite things is when we go, uh, when we do go play, and somebody, you know, 
comes up after the show or something and it says like you remind me of this or you remind me of that and um you know some of it uh is sometimes it's stuff i've never heard of like bands i've never heard of and i'm like you know that's that's kind of cool it's you know we're channeling okay. something we don't even aren't even aware of you know um but then other people say other bands like you know uh a lot of people were saying rush the other night like Hey, that's cool, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, if you guys are getting compared to Rush, I was actually going to compare you uh, to Led Zeppelin. Uh, cool. You guys seem to have that 60s, 70s vibe. Kind of, it's a re- so we did an episode on evolution of alternative, and we started talking about the roots of alternative music yeah. and how it's come out of the, the, the shadows of the punk age uh, through the underground up in it and it became mainstream, etc. But now we're seeing this recycling of older sounds. We're seeing a lot of 70s and 80s and even some like the 60s. So, you know, so my question to you is, you know, how do you want people to feel when they listen to your music, knowing you kind of have that, that 60s, 70s rock vibe uh, and why do you think, and this is kind of a multi-part question here, but why do you think that we've evolved the sound that you guys are kind of part of the quote unquote new alternative going back into the sixties to the eighties? Um, you know, I mean, there's just been a lot of great music made, you know, and it's, it just like, even if it went unrecognized at the time it came out, you know, with, with, Spotify and with, you know, iTunes or whatever, everything online, you know, people are just unearthing all these gems of like great, great music that people have made over time. And, you know, and that's kind of where music comes from. It's like, it comes from music. Uh, I mean, I always, I always encourage, you know, if, if anyone asks me about writing or, or making music, I just say like, listen to music, you know, it's like you, you know, it's like throwing, throwing wood in the fire, you know, making it hotter really. Um, and, uh, I don't know, you know, you hear, you hear interesting things as, you know, somebody comes out with a recording and it's got like this, you know, it might have this talking heads kind of sound or something. And then you hear, bunch of those popping up and then maybe you hear something that's reminiscent of another thing and you know it it is interesting i mean it seems like a lot of alt is getting really poppy Uh, like it's it does i'm hearing more rock which is really cool too but i hear a lot of things that are just like this it just sounds like straight up pop (laughs) you know you know, we talk about the you know uh, the roots of alternative music being um, indie focused, you know, independent label, non mainstream, underground. I feel, and I'm seeing, a, I'm seeing a resurgence of that, right? And I think it, it ha- really hasn't gone away. But you know, if you listen to, you know, I listen to a lot of A list alternative uh, on iTunes music, and I see and I hear, I'm learning new artists. Yeah. there's a lot it seems like i'm seeing this new sound there's a lot of them out there man and there's some great ones like um i've been uh we love the arkells they're a canadian band that we toured with they're great um there's a new guy grandson who's really awesome um uh-huh. uh who else have i been checking out recently but there's so many out yeah. there that we we tend to forget that there's this there's this true and I and I really want to use the term true alternative sound because again looking at the roots of alternative music that's out there and again you you know but then again you know I think everybody wants to get their music heard so you know being mainstream doesn't really kill it it doesn't hurt it if anything, it may help it. It may show that it's getting out there in their song and their sound. And, you know, I think the interesting part of it all is that you said there's a lot of pop alternative. You know, <clears throat> we also have a lot of EDM, you know, being introduced into yeah. alternative music. You know, take Missio, for example, and, uh, you know, um, and that, that, you know, churches and, and, and other bands. That is a cool thing. You know, that is a cool thing that it's like uh, there are artists like that blending the genres, you know. It is, it is an interesting and thing, it. and, um, you know, it's cool to see that, like, uh, it's it's cool to see that there really are no rules, you know? If someone does something good, 
um, and it goes out there, whatever. It really isn't. It be polka, Absolutely. polka, yep. you know, electronic, hip-hop, whatever. You can put it all together, and if it, if it works out, if people are into it, it, it kind of can catch on. So, I don't know. It, it really seems like the Wild West in a lot of ways. It's just kind of like, you know, someone brings <laughs> something new, and then all of a sudden everyone is listening. That's part of the the alternative feel, and you know, I I, I was quoted as earlier as saying uh, in another episode, I stated that you know you find yourself if you find yourself asking what kind of music is this, yeah. what genre does this fit in? Well, hey, you know what, you just got labeled as alternative. Yeah, yeah I guess so. <laughs> that's that's a funny way to put it. I mean, I uh, you know, it is it is a funny way to put it. That, and I guess that makes sense. Um. But yeah, well, in terms of the rock side of it, there's just there is a lot of great rock out there, and like I um, we really are big fans of Nothing But Thieves. Who used uh, no, they weren't on the tour. You saw us with the, they're a great rock band. Um, right. There's another band. Yes, I've heard. There's them. another band called yes. the Shelters that we really, really dig. They're they're a great band from Southern California, and like um, there's a band called Sego too. It's really cool. A lot of a lot of great groups coming up right now um i'm re- i'm really excited about the rock coming back because again like you said the, the the pop and the electronic and the uh you know and then we have the uh adult contemporary alternative you know that uh, some of them seem to kind of just be slotted into uh and it seems like as the older that the you know the turn of the century type of uh, alternative rock seems to be uh categorized differently than it was you know, 15, 16 years ago because the music is evolving. And I'm really, really glad to see a lot more of the actual, you know, the traditional bass, keyboard, drum, you know, rocking hard sounds come back. And I love the resurgence of it all. So, um, you know, it's there, man. It's like, it's hard to, hard to see it going away truly ever, but All right, we're going to continue chatting with Iron Tom's front man, Mr. Harry Hayes, about their style of music, their latest tour with AOL Nation, and where the future of alternative rock is heading right after this break. This episode is made possible by member listeners just like you. Go to patreon.com forward slash alt affairs podcast to become part of the family today. All right, welcome back. We're talking with Iron Tom's Harry Hayes. Uh, Before we headed into the break, we were talking about the evolution of rock since the 60s, 70s, and how we incorporated the new alternative rock sound, right? So we did, as I mentioned a little bit ago, we did an episode on evolution of alternative, and we discussed how alternative rock is established under more independent flags and how it's evolved into a more mainstream genre of music. So I want to dig a little deeper into that. Um, but there's still that underlying tones of the independent artist. And we were we were talking about that pretty extensively. But what do we see today, right? We, you know, most of our listeners are very familiar with 30 Seconds to Mars, Panic at the Disco, Fall Out Boy. Yeah. Now we've got this huge resurgence of new music coming in. Um, let's talk Bishop Briggs. Let's talk Missio, Blue October even making a resurgence back into the mainstream. Yeah. Uh, and And... You know, your your good friends, AWOL Nation, yeah. right? So I feel like you guys, I touched on this just a little bit ago before the break. You guys give off this new indie, almost a, an indie rock vibe, right? So bringing back the original roots of alternative. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, you know, um, the original roots of alternative, I guess, I guess... I guess I can see that. Well, being underground and independent and, you know, not being the quote unquote. And again, I'm using mainstream as a generalized term here. I guess so. I mean, I guess you could, you could say we're not like, um, you know, we're not basing the stuff we're playing off of what, uh, we hear is going on or, you know, what, what is popular. I mean, we're just, you know, we're just, we're just like, we're just moved by the music that, we're moved by and that 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 turns that 
intern comes out of you know makes music come out of us and i don't even know uh, you know we don't mean to make it sound like anything really but like it just it comes out and it sounds the way it does um and you know it's cool that right people hear hear what they what they do in it you know like i said like people hear a bunch of different things uh in what we do so how do you think the transcendence of what alternative rock has become from the early 90s? You know, we saw the birth of alternative music uh, late 80s into the 90s. And, and you know, we kind of call it the Nirvana era. And then we had the post-Nirvana era, right? Yeah. Of course, we had the roots of punk and, uh, and then obviously other alternative sounds like ska and others started coming out in the 90s. Uh, how do you think the transcendence of what it was then to now? Well, it's, you know, it's a crazy, it's kind of a, it's just a funny genre. Cause like so many things can fall under it, you know, um, right. Rock pop, synth pop, electro synth pop, uh, you know, blues rocket. It, it can all like fall under that alternative thing. So it's, it just, it kind of seems like where a lot of roads cross in a lot of ways, you know? Um, do you think it should remain independent or do you think we should, you know, we should grasp it as a mainstream, uh, way of thinking of the genre of music? seems like they're all, it's already being grasped, you know? I mean, I'm sure, right. I'm sure there's a lot of fans who, you know, uh, who are big now who started out, you know, like, I mean, that band walk the moon's probably like, you know, they, that seems like a band who really started kind of independent. Uh, Blew my mind to know how long they've been around. Yeah, and, and now, you know, they're doing doing bigger things and, like, even bands like 21 Pilots, you know, I mean, I think they, they grew their thing from, like, just, you know, the smallest seeds uh, on their own, you know, from their hometown to their city to, like, you know, locally to nationwide and just... And so it, it's like, it definitely is, I would say, grasped by, um, you know, the mainstream in a lot of ways. Do you feel like there's a divide now? Do you feel like maybe there's a wall that's kind of being built up a little bit? I still feel like there's a lot of collaboration, but it's like, you know, do you feel like some of them independent artists are like, you know, man, you're selling out, man. You want to go with the big the big corporate man and and make all the money. And it's not it's no longer about the music anymore. I mean, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, record labels and things like that. You know, it's 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 like a cliche. You know, they um, they they definitely want to encourage. Um, you know, that they can want to encourage safer moves in terms of uh, what you're doing and what you're looking like right. and everything like that. But I don't know. I mean, I've a lot of the artists I've, we've encountered out on the road and met and stuff. You know, it's it's we just respect them and then see what they do and like they're out here because they have something that's pushing them. They have something inside them that's driving them to do it, and it's obviously something that people can connect with and feel love for. You know, and so right. um like. You know, I, I, we don't meet a lot of people that are just like uh, throwing up their hands and grabbing the check and running or anything, you know. Uh, I think everybody who's doing this has, everyone at least that we've met has pretty um, true intentions. But a lot of guys, just, yeah, I you think know, you... they want the private jets and the champagne and the caviar <laughs> and the other things come with that <laughs> and the other things that's correct yeah so you know drug sex and rock and roll that, right i mean so, that's why we're in it truly we'll just get down to it you know that is i mean and no and i get it and i talked to many of the guys you know i've talked to missy i've talked to the guys from blue october and they've kind of said the same thing i mean there comes that time where you do realize that you you are still doing this for the love of music though and that's what i love you know we're we're open to, to talk to a lot of local artists uh, from my area and beyond where we, we definitely want to talk to a lot more independent artists. Cause I really do believe in, in 
the way the music is kind of evolving. And I think it's really exciting to kind of combine it in with, you know what? It doesn't necessarily have to be divided. It really can feel you could be mainstream, but remain independent. You could still be well known, but remain true to your craft. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you can, man. I mean, it's just, I mean, I, I think it starts with making something that really moves yourself and you, you, fully believe that like you you love it so much and you believe that someone else could find love and and something in it and like it existing could could make a difference you know so even the smallest little difference you know somebody hearing a, a song or something and going like you know i just they could put on that song when they're feeling lonely or they could put up put on that song when they're like don't want to think about anything or you know what i mean <clears throat> or just like so a lot of how music affects you or me at least it's hard to really put into words you know it's but it's it's definitely a, a moving thing well we're definitely going to talk about some of your songs and how they uh they move not only uh your your fans but uh but yourself uh and the energy that you bring out on tour with you which kind of brings me into the next uh segue here you're on tour with AWOL Nation. Yeah. You've, you've been on tour with them a couple of times. Uh, you just recently got off the road with Missio, which I saw you there at the House of Blues, oh, yeah. uh, and where me, we met. And you said that you were on, on tour with a couple other acts. Now you're on the road with Lovely the Band. Talk about a band that really kind of made their way up pretty quick. How's, how's it been on the road, and how's the relationship with those guys? Great guys. Uh, they're really cool dudes. Um, Mitchie, he's the singer. We've been hanging out quite a bit, and um, they're great. You know, they're a rocking band, and you can tell they're just, like, really relishing <clears throat> getting their opportunity and, and, and doing this, and they, they really have a deep love for it. Yeah, they got it. They just uh, dropped a new single, "Friends Like Us," I believe. It yeah, is. and uh, they've got a really cool sound. Really like them. Um, Missio, obviously. Uh, so Matthew and I have, have created somewhat of a relationship, and it's been inspiring to hear his journey and how he's having uh, music be the catalyst to kind of help him move in the right direction for him. So it's obviously awesome that that you guys get that chance to to be with them and you guys all kind of collaborate together. I'm sure out on the road, you guys get to work and share each other's passion, which is pretty cool too. Yeah, man, it, it really is. I mean, like I said, we, you know, we've never been backstage with a band and like, they're like, you know, acting pretentious or like they're above, you know, who's playing like before them or whatever. Like everyone's just in this world, you know I mean? It's like the, the, the border between out in the audience and and on the stage is not that uh, it's 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 not that big, you know. <laughs> it's it's right. a curtain basically, <laughs> and it's it's funny like that, you know. We're just we're just people no, kind of doing doing what we love. Uh, you guys are are, are are normal guy, and I think that's what's so surreal, right? I mean, you guys are just you know a couple guys, a, a few guys doing what you absolutely love, and and yet there's that surreal nature of you know you have fans over there uh, idolizing you guys. I mean, you guys are they they see you up on that stage, and they're like, oh my god, they're doing what they love to do, and they're making money doing it, and they're you know they get to to come on really cool shows like Alternative Fairs and have. Oh yeah, <laughs> hey man, I admire that. You, you know, thank you for inviting me on this it's cool you're you're finding bands like even opening bands like us and like uh you know wanting to talk to us no absolutely man i you know like i said i do it for the music i love the music i think it's an amazing channel out to the world and it's the one thing that seems to bond people you know um so right before this episode we did a kid cast and uh you know i invited a couple of uh kids which was my daughter and my niece and we talked about how it bonded their parents to them and how music they can enjoy the same music we can enjoy the same music as our kids now and that's pretty awesome just the power of music and how it bonds us all together not only as individuals that have completely differences whether it be in race creed religion whatever and it's a bonding effect and then not only that but we're able to communicate with our kids more because of the music uh, that brings us together yeah it's a great thing i mean it really is 
you know? So you're on tour with AWOL Nation. One of the things that fans always want to hear is they want to hear that their city is the best. Um, and I'm sure there are many memorable venues that you guys have played. But give me some notable ones. Um, well, there, there are a lot. You know, I mean, <clears throat> we love... It, it's been so great going around the last couple of years. And we've been to a lot of cities a number of times. Like we've probably played Chicago like seven or eight times. Chicago's always great, like great music town. Um, I'm actually originally from Chicago land area. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it is a great yeah. city. It is a good city. Chicago and Boston and Atlanta are really awesome. Um, Atlanta's got the tabernacle, which is such a cool venue to plan. Um, if you ever get to go see a show there, um, definitely definitely go do it because it's a it's like some old kind of church or something but it's it's just laid out beautifully um one show now do you prefer the smaller clubs or do you guys prefer the i mean do you like or is it a mixture it just depends or do you prefer the intimate setting or do you like the bigger you know amphitheater uh type style i uh i dig it i dig it all honestly i mean it's in a club it's it's pretty cool because the energy it's like the energy is quicker to bounce back off the audience and then back off you and back off the audience. It's like, you know, it's like starting, you know, it's, it's quicker to kind of get revved up. Whereas like we've played, you know, we've done some shows in like arenas and, and those are, those are great. And that's like, it's such a crazy thing to be looking at while you're playing, but you, especially for an opener like us, the, um, you know, you get going and the show builds gradually. Like it's more like it's, it's really like, like a train starting to turn its wheels and you start to see people getting up, da da da. And then like, but, you know, by the end of the set, it's like more, you know, it's energized, but it's a lot of space, you know, (laughs) it's like, even though it's a lot of people, it's a lot of space for sound to like come at people. You know? And you were going to mention, I think you were going to mention another venue. Oh, uh, yeah. Right I was, was going to say, um, we played the Paramount in Seattle, uh, which, uh, yeah. you know, there's a great Nirvana concert. I always love watching. That was there. Um, and we played uh, the Crocodile in uh, Seattle. is great, too. That's another awesome club. And then the, the home of grunge yeah. music, Seattle. And, grunge. Then, and then in L.A., we played the Hollywood Palladium. Um we we I've heard yeah, of that. we played that place and that that's kind of a special one for Zach and I because we uh when we were young uh, we saw the Arctic Monkeys there like kind of when we just started writing songs and and it just like not it blew us away like it's still vivid in my memory of one of the cool like just coolest things I've ever felt and seen and um, yeah it just made us want to do it like we were like okay you know we're gonna do this and then the day we got to run up on that stage it was it was just such a you know pretty surreal yeah yeah to actually be living that dream and actually showing it out to to others and talk about another uh band that's kind of continued to evolve and and now they're out there more is arctic monkeys i mean they're pretty awesome and they've been around for a while no they're so cool man and i love their their new album uh it's it's just like the guys and i can listen to it um over and over and get new things out of it uh every time it's like so many layers and the the lyrics are um you know i want to ask this because i think it's i think it's fun right because you, you're mentioning this and we were talking about the evolution of music and we were talking about a couple of bands and we were name dropping there and a, a few as you kind of become let's say bigger in the industry right i mean you've started to know people and obviously yeah. you know with uh, Zach's lineage, you guys have been around rock and roll for quite a while, both of you guys. And, you know, as you've seen Arctic Monkeys being out in the, the, the audience, and then now you get to play on those stages, do you do you eventually get to meet these guys and then become friends? Uh, how does that work? I mean, we've got to meet, yeah, we've got to meet a lot of bands that we, we've, uh, we've, like, seen and heard of for a while, and then all of a sudden we're, like, just crossing paths with a bunch of them and um it's uh you know it's a it's a really cool thing it's a really cool thing it's it's encouraging to us definitely because it's like you know we uh 
our paths, like the paths are literally crossing. So we're like, we're, it feels like we're doing something right when that happens, you know? Um, That's and it's so just, awesome. it's cool, man. It's, I mean, once you get in this world, it's just like music, you know, in a lot of ways, musicians are musicians. It doesn't really matter what the band is or where they're playing. It's like, there's kind of common ground. Uh, it's like being in a club or something, you know? Um, you know, I started entertainment promotions probably about uh, 15 years ago. And I took a huge hiatus off of it because I realized I was just too young and there was a lot more to learn. And, you know, coming back into it, I started, you know, just taking little baby steps and started off with some fan groups and kind of establishing that and really kind of getting back into the love of music. Uh, you know, I have a full-time job myself, so this is a part-time gig for me that I just love doing. And it's just a passion of mine. It's, it's definitely a labor of love. And it was funny because I was talking to a friend of mine's daughter, actually younger, much younger. Yeah. And, and I said, yeah, you know, doing this thing and I, you know, met up with Missio and all that stuff, yada, yada. And she stopped me. She said, wait a minute, hold on. You know, Missio? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. I know Missio. Yeah. No, you know? Him? And she's like, oh my God. <laughs> you know? And she's like, <laughs> yeah. And I said, yeah, Matthew and David, those guys are cool, man. They're, they're, they're really cool. And I, yeah, I just messaged him the other day and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh my God. And so to me, I kind of get to live a little like that. Yeah. Right? I get to see some of the people that other people idolize. And uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun. But yet, you know, again, it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about. You know, you guys are just a couple of dudes just out there rocking it out and having a good time. And you guys just have a really kick-ass job. Yeah. Uh, th- thank you. I mean, wait, you know, it's, it's, it's so <laughs> much fun for us. And, like, it's just so much fun to share, like, share our love of music and, and for each other with a room of people and then have them feel it. And, you know, I mean give back to us, you know? I mean, it's just contagious. It's great. Uh, Let's talk about, you know what? You you just created a perfect segue for me because what is contagious is your, uh, almost infectious is your energy on stage. So, you have this wild abandon when you are on stage. And I, I, what we want to know is you seem to be a man possessed. <laughs> Do you have a pre-show routine before you go out there? Because when you're out there, you're flailing your arms and you are just, you are in the music. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we just put on some cool songs, you know, some Pantera or some, you know, Ozzy. And then we, we oh, yeah? you know, it gets us all riled up, you know, Dill, Dill's really good at getting us pumped up before the show. Um, he's, you know, he's a pretty motivational speaker in that way. And, uh, you know, okay. other than that, it's like we're kind of, you just get this, as the clock's ticking down to showtime, there's just this this uh, giddy kind of uh, excitement. It's like, you know, Christmas morning, you know. It's like you're about to run down the stairs on Christmas morning. <laughs> I, you know, I'm kind of feeling it just talking to you. I'm just like, I'm sitting in my chair and I'm kind of bouncing. I'm like, you know, I'm getting yeah. <laughs> I feel like how you guys are feeling it when you're getting ready to go on that stage and there's that nervous energy just seems to build up and you guys just explode. And when you're out there, your arms are flailing, you're dancing, you're singing, you're, you're off the mic, your eyes are wide open, looking at the band, you know, the fans out in the, the audience and everyone just digs it. Right. I mean, Zach ripping it on the guitar and you got Daniel slamming the keys, I, drums kicking ass. So is this a persona that you kind of put on? Is this a character or I mean, or is this is this something that you just slip into when you're on stage? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. I just kind I'm just having fun, you know. <laughs> it's just, Love it's it. just, uh, just trying to, just having a good time. So, it, you know, whatever it, whatever it appears to everybody is 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 fine. I mean, but um, it's really, it's not super calculated. I would say, <laughs> just kind of like uh, letting out. Um, just articulating feelings um, in any way I can. I mean, it's funny, man. Before we started touring, like I, I wondered if you know, I wondered if we were crazy and like you know, our no one would get what we were doing. But you know, from the first show we ever like did on a proper national tour, I mean, uh-huh. LA. I'll, I'll say this: I've probably said it before in other interviews, but LA 
is a is a difficult place to play in ways that like the audience is not um they're very they they don't like to get involved much you know they'll uh maybe they're enjoying it but they you know people like to look cool there you know uh and so uh, i got gotcha. you you have to be super trendy in order to be noticed well, well yeah. people like i just say like an audience you know they're like they're probably like they're 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 more inclined to just stand and watch and like you know look like they're taking it in rather than you know we go out to like tulsa or we go to like orlando or we go to uh you know uh atlanta or nashville and like there are people who just they don't care they're like if the they let themselves become possessed by the music if that's what's happening. Right. And they'll react that way. You know, I mean, it's, it's fun. I think it's fun to freak out, you know, like that's, (laughs) and that, you know, the people who are just open to that and, and go with those feelings when they come on, it's, it's a good way to be, you know? Well, I'll tell you what, Harry, I, I, I want to encourage you, along with all of our listeners, to continue that energy, continue that persona, that complete freedom of expression and joy when you're out on that stage because it kicks ass. And obviously, you have attracted many. Uh, and there are other people that I actually met after the show, and they're like, you know, I haven't heard of Iron Tom before, but holy shit, they were awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, keep that energy up, man. It's awesome. I absolutely loved it. Uh, you know, the pre-show routine, that's awesome, though. It's amazing how you uh, how you said you listen to Pantera and Black Sabbath and everything. And that's, Aussie, that's pretty you know, kick-ass. Definitely Ozzy. Like Ozzy Solo, oh. Black Sabbath, you know, um, we get, there's a little corn thrown in there. Dan throws that in sometimes. So it's, it just gets really? us going, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's so funny hearing that and then seeing your style of music, I think is really cool how that, it's almost like that's an influence into how you're going to perform and how you're going to rock because that gets you motivated. But yet your styles are completely different. And I think that's so cool. Yeah, I mean, like I said, man, we're not really trying to go for anything in particular. It's more like music right. just inspires you to to express yourself, you know, and and you can't like, uh, you know, it's cool that some people like to just make things exactly like what they're listening to. But, uh, you know, I, I sure. uh, it's more like a spiritual roadmap to follow and less of like, you know, the exact chords and style and all that, you know. But I don't know. It's like it's we don't think about it that much. We just kind of do it. You know, before we take a break, I want to talk about one other thing. You've been naturally folded into the AWOL Nation fan base, right? Because of your partnership with uh, with Aaron and uh, obviously Zach and Daniel are now playing with AWOL. So you guys are on tour with them. It's convenient, right? So it works yeah. out. Are you planning on doing um, any solo tours or are you planning on kind of riding this out with AWOL Nation a little bit? Well, we've um, done, how's that all going to work? We've done other tours like, um, you know, we've toured quite a bit with AWOL, but we've done a, num- a lot of tours without them, too. I mean, and we're hoping to do a headlining tour eventually, like hopefully later in the year, um, because we've we've really only just been openers in regards to going around uh, the United States. We've, we've just opened for bands. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, you know, in the fall, we could be, uh, could be out with somebody else. It's uh, kind of being worked work worked on right now you know one of the one of one of my all-time dreams and i always you know i lay in my in my bed and i always dream about you know what if there was an alternative affairs tour you know yeah that's awesome (laughs) i may just have to get you on that tour that'd be be awesome Uh, i've always i'd always dream about getting a a compilation of really cool bands together uh whether it be independent or or larger artists together and and going out on tour and things like that so that that would always uh be a blast and if i do you're going to be on that list buddy trust me oh yeah man oh yeah i'm so glad (laughs) so we're going to take another short break and when we come back we're going to talk about iron tom's latest album partners and one of my favorite songs off of that album so don't go away Hi, I'm Jason. I talk a lot. (laughs) I could say things that make some women cringe. This is Jim. Hi there. Jim talks a lot too. Jim can say things that make some women get really excited. If you ever need to have a guy talk in a really sexy voice, or if you need any other professional imaging or voiceover services for your advertising needs, 
do not go to jimmccarthyvoiceovers.com. I don't want you to follow him on social media, and please do not send him any emails to jim at jimmccarthyvoiceovers.com. Why? Because this is my show. He's always trying to steal my thunder. But damn it, he's good. All right, and we're back. Thank you again for listening to Alternative Affairs. I'm your host, Jason, and I am uh, here with Harry Hayes from Iron Tom. Uh, before we broke, we were talking about the tour with AWOL Nation, uh, talking about your pre-show routines and that infectious energy that you guys have. So 2000, uh, I think it was 17, you guys came out with your first full-length album, Partners. Yeah. Uh, so... You guys produced this album with Aaron Bruno. We mentioned that mm-hmm. earlier with from AWOL Nation. So tell us about the writing process and how that's been. Uh, it, w- it was really cool. It was, it, it, we, um, we started just with one song with Aaron and we, you know, uh, we started showing him a number of little things we were working on and then we picked one to start working on and from one song it became two and three and then you know eventually it just was like okay we're making an album here and um you know it took it took about i'd say it took about 2000 like most of 2016 maybe like because we were touring on and off you know and so was uh so was he and so uh it was like we'd be home for a month we'd get some songs done back on the road uh you know come back get a few more done so it's so one like that and and like i said he he taught us a lot about songwriting with his uh process yeah i mean and 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 now having that album and i've been playing it quite frequently lately uh i'm definitely getting that sense of and i started and i wanted to listen to a lot of some of your older stuff and i've got to listen to more of uh the stuff that's off the compilation uh one of the things that you guys did uh in out of i think it was out of la you guys did jam in the van yeah and you guys you guys recorded a couple of youtube videos tell me about that experience they're a cool they're a cool thing jam in the van um it's literally an RV that you go and set up in and they filmed me playing. And so we went on down to, you know, Venice where they were at and set up and did a couple of the songs kind of, you know, in the lead up to partners coming out. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. And a lot of bands have done it. <laughs> go in the van, play some A lot music. of cool bands yeah. have done it. Yeah. They have a lot of, if you go check it out, it's like, it's pretty cool how many artists they've gotten on there. Well, I'll tell you what, you guys check it out on YouTube, Jam in the Van, and you guys can do a search for uh, more. T- I think you guys did two songs, More to Explore and Be Bold Like Elijah, were the two songs you guys did in the Jam in the I Van. I think it was No Matter What and Be Bold Like Elijah. No Matter yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm even getting it wrong, man. Jeez. <laughs> I, can't, I even did my homework, and I don't even have it in I front of me. I can't believe I remember. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it seems so long ago. A lot's happened for you since then, man. Yeah, but it kind of seems like yesterday too. <laughs> Does it really? It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. So we're going to be talking about one of your hits off of the album, which is my favorite song uh, in particular. You guys have been on power rotation on this song, Be Bold Like Elijah. And I've been hearing you guys on Music Choice. I've been hearing you guys on some of the iTunes music stuff. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I heard it on. The, I don't listen to a lot of radio, so I think I even heard it on our local alternative station here. Awesome. Um, since that song has been out, and that uh, I don't think you guys actually dropped that as an official single, did you? Um, I'd say it was fairly official. <laughs> okay. We didn't okay. commit to full officiality, you know, but it. it but it's, it's out there. there, man. It's out there. We made a cool video for it too. Uh, that that was really fun to make and um, so yeah man it's uh it's out there and people people really have fun with that song at our shows and we have fun playing it it was it was I could tell you it's it, it started as a riff Dan came up with and then um, we all got in the room together and and narrowed it down jammed it out and uh, then it you know 
I think the introduction is really cool because it's 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 this slow build up, and then you got the keys, and then all of a sudden you got this the drum part, and then you know it's got that really nice hard intro, uh, and then the lyrics come in. It's really nice. So you know what? We're gonna have a link up in the description in the podcast description, a link to the to the official. Beeble Like Elijah uh, video up on YouTube. So we're going to have a link in our description. So check that check out. out. Um, so just to give our listeners a little sample, we're going to go ahead and give a listen to that song. Um, but one of the things before we do, I got to get this question out there. Who is Elijah and why is he so bold? Uh, well, um, funny, it's kind of like, it's kind of just a phrase that came to me one day. Uh, it came to me when I heard Dan's music that he wrote, that that he wrote that okay. riff. But uh, I guess uh, in thinking about it, it, I realized it was about this guy Elijah Burl, who's a professional skateboarder and he's kind of a friend of ours. Um, and he just like we've we've hung out with him a number of times, and every time we do, he's kind of he's always doing really cool stuff. And his attitude. Hence the hence this hence the skateboard yeah, that, in the video. That's him, Got yeah. It. And uh, he's always just going big and uh, being really sick. So you know, um, it, it just that phrase kind of came to mind, and and uh, you know, it just turned into a, a little tune about. I mean, it's just about kind of going in. You know, it's about just taking that breath and and uh and going for what you're doing you know with confidence <laughs> with confidence dive into the deep end jump off the cliff whatever uh, those, jump out of the airplane yeah. whatever it takes to do that <laughs> yeah. yeah so we're gonna we're gonna have a little fun with that song but first uh to give our listeners a little sampling of it we're gonna play a little sample of uh, of that song so without further ado ladies and gentlemen this is uh iron tom be bold like elijah Tom, dude, that song kicks ass. I, I think it's uh, it's it's my Thank favorite. You. Now, I do like more to explore and nothing. Um, uh, more to explore and what was the other one? No matter what. Oh my gosh. No matter yeah. what. Thank you, dude. Awesome songs. I, I I'm sitting here like knowing the title and I didn't have it in front of me and I'm like, damn, it, I know these songs. So now I feel like a jackass. Okay. Uh, now that everyone got a taste, I want to take. I want to have a little fun with it. All right, so we're going to do a little segment called Be Bold Like What? And it's going to be with my good friend here, Harry. So, Harry, what we want you to do is answer each one of these scenarios with someone you know personally or someone you knew of, historical figure uh, or celebrity or anyone else, uh, and then give us a little story of why we'd, why you would be bold like them in that situation. Okay. Um, so... Yeah, let's have a little fun with it. So you walk up to someone attractive yeah. at a bar. You would be bold like? Um, Stuart Copeland of the police. Okay. Yeah. Explain. Oh, man, he holds it down for them, you know, and like I'm sure he, he's very confident when he's approaching new friends. Oh, that, that kicks ass. Okay, cool. Yeah. Steve Copeland from yeah. the police. All right. So you're getting ready to jump out of a perfectly good working airplane. And for those of you that know me, I am scared to death of heights. So I don't believe in jumping out of a perfectly good working airplane. But if you were to do that, you would be bold like. I'd say, uh, what is that guy's name? Uh, I'd say, man, I'm blanking on his name. I'd say be bold like Dylan Williams, our drummer. He just rips off his shirt and throw you know 
and gets those sticks and, and hits the skins. <laughs> he did do that. He did do he, that. He does that. And he <laughs> push, he eats a lot and he stays up all night, just like we all do. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the yeah. life. <laughs> so he's just a crazy mofo. Yeah, but we all are. You know, Dan, I mean, Dan is, some people think Dan's quiet, but it's not true. <laughs> okay. So you're playing in front of 10,000 screaming fans for the very first time. Let's just say it's yeah. the first time. You would be bold like? Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> you know. Do explain that one. That one's a fun one. Go Man, ahead. I mean, apparently he was a brilliant orator. And he, you know, yeah. I mean, imagine that. Imagine Abe Lincoln headlining Madison Square Garden with his band. Yeah. <laughs> what would they be called the 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 Lincolns? No, I think they'd be called like <laughs> Gettysburg. Maybe maybe <laughs> something like that or like <laughs> the Union. The Union maybe. Ooh, there you go. All right. Oh, bipartisan. Dude, now bipartisan. we're getting somewhere, man. <laughs> the, okay, all right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're having a little bit of fun here. Obviously, we're talking about uh, "Be Bold Like Elijah" the single. We got a couple more scenarios here. Uh, this is yeah, kind of fun. Uh, you're getting ready. Okay, this is a little fun. This is a little bit more on the personal level here. So you're getting ready to settle down, ready to have kids, live the domestic life. You would be bold like Howard Stern. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man, he's probably made his life pretty nice, you know, but he's still, like, he's still got that edge. These are all celebrities, he's still you got know? The Maybe edge. I should pick, like, an animal or something. Well, they, Abraham Lincoln, it's a historic figure, so I think I mean, that's pretty cool. I'm thinking him with, like, a <laughs> SG at Madison Square Garden. That sounds pretty cool. Uh, oh, hell I yeah. I guess I'd say Howard Stern, and, you know, that answer would take hours to unpack. No, so I can kind of see where you're going with that. So, I mean, even though you, you, you're kind of living the happy domestic life with a loved one and, and kids and all that stuff, you're still able to kind of keep the edge and still keep rocking. And I, I think that's yeah. pretty notable. So, you, uh, we got a last one here. You've been asked to come on the show, The Fear Factor. You've heard of Fear Factor, Yes, right? I have. So, you have been invited to come out on a celebrity edition of Fear Factor. You would be bold like... Ricky Martin in 2000, in the year 2000. It was his heyday. I would feel like Rick, I would feel like Ricky would, would freak out at the first cockroach he saw. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm just saying. You know, he had some heat with Living La Vida Loca. <laughs> that song, I that song moved me when I was like 10 or 9 or however old I was. I, you know, I had a reaction to that <clears throat> for some reason. Like it turned music, it turned it turned the idea of music on in my mind. So thank you, Ricky. Be bold. Really? Hey, you know, if, if Ricky's listening, I didn't mean anything by it. I just think it'd be kind of funny. to. <laughs> I couldn't deal with the bugs, man. I'd never do that. You know, you wouldn't I do it. No, man. It? I mean, I like to think, I mean, me, like it depends. Someone offered me like $10 million. Maybe, maybe I would. I don't know, man. You know, and then they, they bury you and all these creepy, crawly things, and then you got to eat some disgusting stuff. You know, we did a Fear Factor thing at uh, one of my jobs in the past, and it was one of those fun, you know, camaraderie, brotherhood things, and, and they said, all right, we're going to do a Fear Factor edition, so we got a bunch of exotic yeah. foods, and they put them in front of us, and, and you had to eat them all before the next person, uh, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 yeah, I'm yeah. not this. No way. Ask somebody else. Yeah. The eating things will be hard. <clears throat> Definitely like bugs and snakes. You know, I think that would be a lot easier for me than tight roping over a 50-foot or 100-foot cliff or something. I'd rather do that one. I'd rather do that one. Yeah. Would you? The eating the bugs, I don't know about, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, we have been talking. Uh, it's been fun, man. It's been real. It's been exciting. We've been talking about music in general. We've been talking about their tour uh, with AWOL Nation and many others. And we've been talking about their latest album, Partners. Thank you so much, Mr. Harry Hayes, frontman of Iron Tom. Thanks for joining us today, Of course, buddy. man. Of course. Uh, thank you. And, you know, thank you again for the invite and just keep keep this show going it's really cool 
Yeah, thanks a lot, man. So before we do head out, I want to just one final note out to our listeners. What's next for you guys? We are recording and uh, we're writing and recording right now. And there there should be some cool new stuff coming soon. Probably. Yes. New material. We're excited about it. Well, we definitely want you on the show when that is getting ready to drop so we can uh, start promoting the hell out of that. So I'd be really stoked to have you on again. All right, man. You keep it real. Keep that energy up on stage, dude. It's infectious. We love it as fans, as music fans. Keep rocking it. Tell everybody, obviously, that we said hello from the AWA, uh, from the uh, Alternative Affairs Nation to the AWOL Nation to the Iron Tom oh, Nation. Well, They're <laughs> and all beyond. at the gym, just pumping right now. You know, just getting I, ready I, for I another have to show. Stay back, but you know they're. Zach likes to do his weights and stuff, you know? <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, you're a hell of a, of a musician and performer. Thank you for taking the time with us. We've been talking to Harry Hayes from Iron Tom. Thanks for joining us. Alternative Affairs is made possible by member listeners just like you. Want to get involved with our show? Become a member today by going to patreon.com slash altaffairspodcast. $1, $2, $5, it really doesn't matter. Become part of the family today and help keep the mics hot and the content flowing. You'll get awesome exclusive content like outtakes and articles, discounts on merchandise, as well as early access to all of our full-featured episodes. You can even co-produce a full-featured episode with our team right here at Alternative Affairs. Alternative Affairs is brought to you by Triple Crest Productions. Music written by Wesley Baker. Editing and mastering by Jim McCarthy. Today's podcast was written by Jason Curtis. Special appreciation to our premier member, Amber Wright, for her support. Thank you so much for being a part of the Alternative Affairs family. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and make sure that you use the hashtag AltAffairs on all of your fan experiences and stories. You may just get a shout out right here on Alternative Affairs. Have an idea or a comment for the show? Or if you know a business that wants to advertise with us, send us an email at altaffairspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm your host Jason and you're listening to Alternative Affairs.